0: Father, we just want to thank you. Yes, Lord. Just worship you. We give you glory. We give you honor. You're a faithful God. You're all that we need. And this morning, Father, even as we come to the ministry of the word, I pray, Father, that you would impart yourself through the ministry of the word, through the Spirit. That we will partake of life. Father, you would strengthen us. Oh Father, this morning. Fortify us. Father, strengthen all that we have learned through the year. Father, speak to our hearts. Anoint us afresh. This morning. We need your anointing. Yesterday's anointing is not, is not for today, O oh Lord. Fresh, a fresh anointing this morning to speak, to hear, and to obey. To that end, I pray that you would bless the ministry of today's word. Grant us concentration and enable us to focus through this year, O oh Lord, and through the coming years as well, O oh Lord Jesus. Thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So 52 weeks is over. I was just, because it's a leap year, I just wanted to check how many Sundays were there this time. So I went to Google, it's 52. So exactly 2020 had 52 Sundays, no? Nehemiah built the wall in 52 days. Okay, that's an interesting coincidence. (laughs) So 52 weeks. Um, This year, of course, um, I mean... uh, I never thought when I came to full-time ministry, I would just be put into something like this, ever, okay. Um, the brothers know when I was uh, sleeping um, during the lockdown days uh, in the church office, I would always have a frown in my face even while I was sleeping. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was, um, it was a remarkable experience, um, something which I think will never come back again. I don't know, uh, maybe it's, it's gonna get even more intense, but uh, what we experienced during lockdown, especially in the church office, was phenomenal. And for us, time just zipped past. Okay, just like went, zoom. Okay, 120, 50 kilometers per hour, right there, okay. It was in, in, unbelievable, and uh, it was an amazing uh, opportunity to share the pulpit and Kept telling past it's so, place of trembling all the time, every day. You know, no experience of the past when I come to the pulpit is sufficient for me when I come to the pulpit. It's like, okay, fine, okay. I have sufficient experience now, now I can go and uh, deliver, it doesn't happen. It's like, it's unbelievable. If you go to class, for a if I was in triple team, first year I struggled. Students had a field day. Okay, they enjoyed me. Next year onwards, I enjoyed them. (laughs) So it was like that. But in ministry, it's it's a total paradigm shift. And pastor says, are you ready? Every time he comes, I'm sharing from the pulpit, as he said, ready. I said, how can one confidently say I'm ready? I'm not, Lord. You have to come and speak and back me up. Unless and until you back me up, all my preparation will just be absolutely useless. So this morning... Let's review. Promise for 2020. Take a good look, okay. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18. And I told them of the hand of my God which was, which had been good upon me and also the King's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. hope we built in 2020 and of course we keep hearing right three things we always have to ask what did it mean then what does it mean now and how do i apply to my own life standard question and of course you're talking about the walls of salvation you're just not talking about any other wall honestly when this promise came to me i mean when i heard the promise from pastor the, uh, just before the day uh, year started he told me he just tells me just before so that you know i don't get disappointed so so and, and he, so he he told me and then i said boy rise up and build i said boy i was thinking about a campus i was thinking about so many other things in my mind now, that's exactly what i was thinking absolutely in the physical and it just the ways of God are phenomenal, right? So it's, uh, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 18 will say, Violence shall be no more heard in the land, wasting not destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. So how did you build your walls of salvation? And how strong are your gates of praise? Is a question that we need to ask by the end of the year. Take stock. An honest appraisal, not a manager's appraisal, right, but an honest appraisal okay manager's appraisal depends upon how you flatter Okay, in god's kingdom there's no flattery we'll come to that honest appraisal ask God tough questions lord I mean, let ask let God ask you tough questions don't be ashamed, don't be afraid because God is a father okay it's important for us to ask. Ourselves questions. How strong are our walls? And of course we're talking about spiritual walls. And that's exactly the reason why Proverbs chapter 25 verse 28 will say something phenomenal. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit. Did you see that? Notice the word rule and notice the word spirit. Notice the word own spirit. I mean, one of the things that if you, if you, if you're uh, tuned into our radio broadcast every Monday, a few weeks, a few months back, stewardship series, right? Stewardship of your spirit, stewardship of your heart, soul, etc. So whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city which is broken down and what? Without walls. So ultimately, it's essentially the walls around your spirit. How strong are those walls? okay and this the point is are you ruling is a question look at what it says in first corinthians chapter 14 verse 32 the new covenant equivalent of this it says the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets you see that means they have control over their own spirit ruling the ability to rule yourself See, one of the proverbs that I learned when I was growing up, self-discipline is a free man's yoke. <laughs> okay, you're a free man. Fantastic, but there's a yoke that you need to carry. The spirit of what? Self-discipline. The Spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Meaning, oh, no, 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 I didn't know what to do. I, was, I just was carried away. No, you, you, you have to be absolutely in control. You know when to Stop. When to say no, spirit is in control. And all of us are a mixture of, of spirit and flesh and soul. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 will say, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of what? Sound mind. The ESV translation, we'll use the word. For God has given, not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. The ability to control yourself. You know, in, in Telugu it is Indriya Nigraham. Indriya means senses. Nigraham means control of your senses. I'll tell you why. Because there are three kinds of minds. There is the carnal mind. The mind which is controlled by the senses. The five senses. How do I feel? How does it taste? How does it smell? Everything is controlled by the senses, okay. That is Esau. But that is the reason why he had a wife also, who, her name is Basmati. No, exactly, you go to scripture in 20, Genesis chapter 26. He married a woman, her name is Basmati. His Srimati was Basmati. From which we get the word Basmati rice. So by the time he wants to get a Basmati, what is the Tiffin? Indian language Tiffin. Hmm? Okay, this is like full control of the senses. Okay, he he married he married two women. Okay, one was Judith. Judith, her name is Judith, means Jewess, and balanced it on the other side with Basmati, and both were a grief to his parents. Okay. All right. So, a man who is controlled by the senses is the carnal mind. The second mind is the soulish mind, the mind of the intellect, controlled by the intellect, reasoning. Okay, that is what controls you. The way you oh, I should be. It should be logical. The word is, is it plausible? Huh? P L A U S I B L E. Okay, because in we we studied so many courses. We have to do plausibility analysis. Huh? Is it plausible? Is it is it something which is reasonable? A man who is controlled by reason. And the third kind of man, of course, we know is the mind of the spirit. The man who is has the mind of the spirit is not that he is not reasonable, no, but he reasons through the spirit. His faculty is of reasoning is given to the spirit, and the spirit is the one who teaches him. That is the reason why the word for self-control actually in the original Greek means he who has been taught. To be sober, to be discreet, who, who has, who's and to and to be temperate, sober, discreet, and temperate, and who has taught him? He has taught him, and rather the spirit of God has taught him, the spirit of power of of love, of power and of self control. Okay, so that means a mind which can be taught. That is the reason why you know there's a translation called the Septuagint translation of the of the Hebrew Bible. The, the Proverbs chapter 25 verse 28 in the Septuagint translation is very interesting. Look at what it says. A city whose walls are broken down and which is unfortified, so is a man who does anything without ah, counsel. He cannot be taught. Mind he is not, he cannot be taught, his, his, his mind is not controlled by the spirit. That is the reason why he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in the attitude of your mind. And what should we have? If you should have the spirit of Christ and the mind of Christ, both things. So what is it? He who has no rule over his own spirit. So the question is, did we rule? How do we know that we have strong walls is how well we ruled. First, over our own self. Did time rule us or did we rule time? Did money rule us or did we rule money? Did sin ruled us or did we reign over sin? Did somebody control your time or you controlled your time? One of the things I have observed... Whenever I want to control my time, always somebody wants to control my time. Have you seen that? Okay. Today I will be disciplined. I want to, uh, those four or five hours I have, I want to concentrate. Suddenly somebody will call, somebody will call, somebody Everybody is clamoring for your attention. Okay. Six hours at least you have to study, no? Six hours you have to study. That's what they told us when we were growing up. Six hours minimal every day. I used to have a doctor friend who graduated from Usman University. He said, Vijay, if I don't read for two hours in a day, I will feel guilty. His own subject. And he has to prioritize. How did we rule in 2020? We were put through the ringer in 2020. (laughs) At least we in our church have been, at least all the five, four brothers, my goodness. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I was telling uh, the brother said, we should not lose this. It should continue. Getting up in the morning. You know, the pastor also started getting up in the morning. Now I also started ensuring that I get up somehow. Sometimes at least consistently for before four thirty. So I'll, uh, when he sends the devotion, I want to give my attendance immediately. I will say, okay, I saw it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You see, we'll you see. Ultimately, we have to encourage one another. I'm there. I'm following you. I, I want to follow you. I want to rule it. Because we say, ah, it's okay, you know. Everybody has their own time. I'll tell you something. None of you have your own time. You know that? I can see everybody, I can say honestly, I can confess on your on your behalf. Am I right, Petros? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So, how many of us reigned in 2020? Is the question. That is the reason why Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned, through the one, much more through those who uh, receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one. Who's that? Jesus Christ. Did we reign in 2020? Understand that. Romans chapter 6 will say, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. That's that's the reason I said, Did we reign? Were we controlled by our senses? Or did we control our senses? Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 4 will say, The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and it it has its desire for you, but you shall what? Rule over him. Did you rule sin? Or sin ruled you? Did you overcome sin? How was your overcoming life? Have you been overcoming sin? Or have you been, been overcome by sin? In 2020. We have seen testimonies after testimonies of people. Boy, how shallow, how people have been overcome during lockdown. Because their strength is small. The walls were absolutely down. Everything was okay till 2020 happened. And everything came out in 2020. The, as I said, the Pandora's box was open. Everything, all the kachada inside came out. So Nehemiah, was a man who built the walls and after he built the walls in 52 days so we had 52 days to build how do we do how do we take stock if you have built i'm 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 assuming that you have built if you have not built you have five days and like pastor keeps telling us yes you still can finish the promise in of 2020 for your own lives but we need to check how we have built how strong are the walls? In other words, in other words, we have to just not only build, we have to consolidate what we have built so that when we get into the next year, we go with this momentum. You see, in every sport, it's a momentum. The, the, the team which loses the momentum loses the test, right? It's session by session. Our Indians are struggling, poor fellows. 36 all out, shameless fellows. That is what I don't like about Indian Indian cricket. All 2020 players, once they once they come to Test cricket, they'll do discordance only. They can't they can't stay at the crease. Gone are the days of Tendulkar and uh, Lakshman. And uh, I was talking to our brother, uh, you know, who was a who's a master. He's a professional cricketer. Tendulkar in the one of the series when he went to Australia. He was getting out because of, of the cover drive. No, because the Australians are very good ballers. They put the ball outside the off stump. If you're all, if you don't know the girls, are looking at me as if I'm speaking Greek and Latin. Okay, but there's a, okay, you understand? Okay, fantastic. Okay, great. Uh, so they, he was balling the, he was, he was getting out for the, to the cover drive. Cover drive was taking his wicket. So he, in the press conference, he came to the press conference, I mean, I saw the documentary. He, he came to the press conference, he said, next next match, I'm not playing the cover drive. Tendulkar. They were all saying, how can he score runs without, without playing the cover drive? You know what? Next match, I think it was, it was in Sydney, he scored 241 runs and not one cover drive. He batted for two days. I saw it every shot on the onside. Or straight drive. Not one cover drive. Not even a a square cut. That is discipline. That is character. That is strength. That is tenacity. It is patient acquisition of virtue. You see, when Jesus, when they touched the hem of Jesus' garments, what flowed out? You know, every other translation uses the word power, but only KJV uses the word virtue, even though in the Greek it actually means dynamis. Why is it virtue? Because it was his very life, which was absolutely under the control and the authority of God, which was flowing through him. Man under control. A man under authority. A man who will never be moved by sentiment, or emotion, or reason. But he has emotion. He has reason. But a man who was of the spirit. So how did how did we build? So 50, fifty-two days they built the, the walls of Jerusalem. And on in Nehemiah chapter 12, they dedicated the wall. Okay, they dedicated the wall. The priests, one one set of Levites went and in this direction, the other set of Levites went in this direction on the wall, and they enjoyed. So the way they enjoyed, and that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God made them rejoice with great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard afar off. Okay. So they, they dedicated the house, they dedicated the wall, sorry not the house, they dedicated the wall and they came back into the house. And when they came back into the house in Nehemiah chapter 13, they start, the first thing you know what they do? They read the law. In Nehemiah chapter 13, on that day, the day of dedication that is, on that day they read from the book of the law of Moses in the hearing of the people and it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever come in the assembly of God because they had not met the children of Israel with bread and water but hired Balaam against them to curse them. However, our God turned the curse into a blessing. Now this is what has happened. Now what they said, okay fine, let's let's. we have come here now, we have built the wall but how are we going to fortify the walls? As I said, it's a spiritual wall. And how do we fortify our walls? I loved it when pastor was talking about having a daily devotion. That's exactly what I was wanting to tell you also. Read through the Bible. Not in a haphazard way. I always ask everybody a question. How many have read through the Bible? Ask them. You know, very few people, they say, you know, in one sitting I read through. In one sitting, if you had, haven't read through, you think that you are going to conquer sin and uh, world, and you'll have great faith, and one day crown is waiting for you. What says thou? Hmm? I'll come to that. So th- think about what what is happening. You had this, you had this uh, reading of the law, and they started reading. I think they were, they were possibly reading the book of Deuteronomy, obviously because they because. Maybe they would read the entire Torah. I don't know. They were reading through Genesis and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and Exodus. And they come to Deuteronomy chapter 23 and suddenly the word of God speaks to them. What is the word, word of God speaking? Deuteronomy 23, 23 verse 3. An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter into the assembly of the Lord, even to the 10th generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever, because they did not meet you with, you, uh, you with bread and water on the, road, on the road when you came out of Egypt. And because they hired against you Balaam, the son of Beor, uh, of, from Pethor of Mesopotamia, to curse you. Nevertheless, the Lord... Did not listen to Balaam, but he turned his blessing into a curse. You shall not seek their peace, verse six, nor their prosperity all the days of your life. And they stopped it. Why did that one word speak to them so strongly? Is a question. Who's Sanbalat? Moabite. Who's Tobiah? Ammonite. And the he said, boy... Sanballat and Moabite, the enemies of the walls and if we have these walls to be fortified and this spirit of Sanbalat and and Tobiah should never enter through these walls, what should I do? I have to do something, I have to take something, I have to get into action. But, But let us understand what this is. What did he say? Let not any of the Ammonite nor Moabite enter into the congregation of Israel. Why? Because they did not meet you with what? bread. And water when you were coming through Egypt and going to the promised land. What does bread and water signify? Spiritual strength. They did not give you spiritual strength, but on the contrary, they hired Balaam to curse you. They hired Balaam to curse you. No, look, think about this. So, see, the, the question we need to ask is, how does it apply to them? How does it apply to us? and how do we apply it to our own lives personally so then you'll see that if you read through the scripture second peter chapter 2 verse 12 it says but like these But these, like natural brute beasts, made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they did not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness, as those who counted pleasure to corrode in daytime. They are spots and blemishes, corroding in their own deceptions, while they feast with you. How, having eyes full of adultery, etc., they are what kind of children? Accursed children! Why? They have forsaken the right way following the way of Balaam, the son of Peor. Now think about this. Revelation chapter 2 says, to the church in Pargamum, you have somebody who's teaching you what? The doctrine of Balaam, which made the Israelites to commit adultery and idolatry. Revelation chapter 2. I'll show you that verse, and then we can, uh, uh, verse 2, verse 14. But I have a few things against you, because you have those, who preached to you the doctrine of Balaam. Now think about this. What did, what did Balak do? Hire Balaam to do what? Curse. But God was turning the bless, curse into a blessing. Who's Balak? The name Balak means? Destroyer. That's what word means. Balak means destroyer. Who's a destroyer? Devil. What does devil do? He hires false prophets so that he can bring a what? Curse. No, you know when, uh, through this Lockdown, learned so many lessons. One of the statements that pastor made some time back, at least I think three or five months back, if I'm right, I don't exactly remember, it just struck to me. He said, many churches are under a curse. He said, I said, why? Why is that many churches are under a curse? I was a little shocked. I was taken aback. Then this verse came to my mind. Galatians chapter one, verse six. I marvel. That you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be what? Cursed. So what has happened? What did they want to do? They wanted to bring a Balak wanted to bring, I mean, Balam wanted to bring a curse to Israel, but he said, you know what? I can't curse them. God has already blessed them. So teach them something. Teach them to be loose in their lifestyles. I know. I've been observing them. i mean, observing them from the, from the top of the mountain. I looked at these people and these people are people given to their senses. Send their moabite girls. They will, one dance, they will fall. They will be flattered. And what will happen? They will bring a curse upon themselves. You see, First Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 to 2 will say, the Spirit expressly says that in the last days, what will happen? Some people... What? Will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Underline the word in your Bible, seducing. And why? Because they have a doctrine of demons which is which is sanctioning that lifestyle. That is the reason why you need to have a Nehemiah who will understand this and he will keep them out. How do you do that? How do you ensure that you keep your walls From deception and accepting any other gospel how do you do that you know Nehemiah himself gives us an gives us an option see Sanballat and Tobiah are Moabites and Ammonites they also come and you know they say they started they start mocking them now this is what happens in Nehemiah chapter 2 but when Sanballat the Horonite the Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard of it they laughed at us and despised us and said what is this thing that you're building Will you rebel against the king? And look at Nehemiah's answer. So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build. But one thing we will do, we, you will not have what? No heritage. Or right. Or memorial. It's an interesting, no? Three things. No heritage. You know what the word heritage means? Chalak. From which you get chala ke bot. Hmm? What is that flattery? In in other in other words, he says, for you guys in my heart there will be no place for flattery at all. You cannot flatter me. You see, Artcads, one of my one of my friends who is dead and gone. Okay. I, I remember this so vividly in my life now because I grew up on him. I love him, and I have introduced him to so many of my brothers, and they also have loved him. Okay, and uh, you, uh, we we were at uh, Auntie Saroja's place for Christmas uh, get together, and they asked me to share the word. There was a sister sitting in the congregation, in the in the in the in the team, in the in the group, and uh, after I finished the word, she was she first looked down, looked on, She was like looking down first, like this. And she looked at me. I was looking younger than most of them. She said, what is this bacha going to teach? And then she looked at me like she just looked on. After a while, I started sharing and she looked at me like that. And after a while, she became very intense and started looking at me in my eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, nice response over here. And after I finished the uh, this sharing the word, she came to me and she said, she said, thank you for that meaty word. She said, I said, yeah, thank you, praise God. And uh, I was getting flattered, of course, but... Uh, so, but, uh, so thank you, praised God, and she looked at me intensely and she was hesitating. She said, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah, please go ahead. Do you know art cats? She said, I totally shocked, because where in India, you find in some random Bible study, somebody saying, do you know art cats? I said, oh my goodness, how come art cats, how did you zero in on that one word? word? Artcats, I said, of course I know Artcats. I grew up on him. I mean, I, all my formative years, Artcats, David Lucas and Zach Munan, these were all my Bible teachers. 24 by 7 I used to listen to them. No, when I was really coming back to the Lord. No, 24, but David Lucas, and today in the morning also I heard him. David Lucas said, it was precious, my goodness. I was so fired up after I heard him. And I, was, and I she looked at me and said, Artcats, I said, of course Artcats. My face start, started shining and she said, you know what, my husband was personally mentored and discipled by Artcats. I was like, took her hand, shook it, kissed it. And you know what? She gave me a book. Okay? proof Fellowship. Personally signed by Art Cats. You see? Why am I saying all this? Do you have sufficient depth in your heart? Have you been taught the meat of God's word so that you will not be given to flattery? And you know what Artcats said? He said something very powerful today. I was reading him in the morning. He said, Sin has got the capacity to cover its tracks. It's not there. It's not there. You cover the tracks of sin. That is the reason why you go to our history and clear our history. I know. Huh? Because I do. I also do it. No, uh, My heart and your heart is the same. Okay, You too know my heart. I know everybody's heart. It is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked and nobody can know it you also can't and I also can't I the Lord search the heart the sin has the capacity to cover its cover, cover its tracks and you know what he says he, is, he quotes from Karl Bath and he says Karl Bath is one guy he said what is sin sin we can't recognize sin because sin keeps us from recognizing it the very nature of sin is I'm not there it's like a crouching tiger I'm not there I'm not there You've seen that now in National Geographic when the, when the lion goes to kill its prey, it's hiding in those, in those bushes and the slowly the one stray uh, deer comes there and it smells the scent of the lion and suddenly it it, uh, lifts its head and the lion crouches and says, hey, I'm not here. That's what he's saying. Enjoy your meal. Later I'll enjoy you. Crouching. Sin is crouching at the door. And you know what he's saying? There is no flattery in my heart. There's no spirit of flattery in my heart. There are two kinds of flattery. Others flatter you, self flattery. Both flattery. See? Proverbs chapter 7. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye bind them on your fingers write them on the tablet of your heart Solomon where did you get this revelation Baba, Jeremiah was not yet born new covenant came through Jeremiah and Isaiah much later they came Solomon was given this revelation that God through the new covenant he is not going to just give the tablet tablets of the law outside he is going to write the very law in our hearts I delight to do your will, O oh Lord. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call understanding your nearest kin. KJV uses the word kinswoman. That they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Oh, they are flatterers all around. Young people? You're growing up. Somebody gives you attention. Eh, hey, is she seeing you? Seeing you? I know. It. Huh? She's seeing me only. Okay. I didn't know. Suddenly, some from somewhere all those desires will come. Oh, she's seeing you. Attention. And then they'll say, True love. I feel this love. Feel my love. Yeah. Yeah, all feelings only. Even our songs are like that. Feel my love. God says, <laughs> there are only feelings, no love. You see? They flatter all your friends, no? Who are the people who actually make you fall in love? Your friends. Then they will say, Vijay, even if you do court marriage, I will be there with you. We will do a saki Mm, You know, Saki, no? Uh I know. You're all laughing. Because my wife was private to it. She signed. (laughs) So when somebody was doing a Saki, because she was their kinswoman. mm, You see? This all happens. Why? Flattery. Okay, I'm telling you, that's what Pastor was telling, no? When you're growing up, that age 10 and 12, please, Love-love-ka-chakar chodo, I say, forget about love. Okay. Philosopher, okay, <laughs> forget about love. I'm, honestly, you know, remember, I, I, one man of God said, after 40 years of... I, we we came, back to, came back to this high school reunion, Chuck misler actually, dead and gone. He said, 40 years, we came back to this high school reunion, and I looked at my sweetheart, childhood sweetheart, whom I couldn't live without. She's happily married to somebody else and I'm happily married to somebody else. We absolutely lived happily without each other. See, there are seductive spirits all around taking you away from the goal. They flatter you. Hurry, you don't have a girlfriend in Canada. You don't have a girlfriend. They look at you strangely. How come you don't have a girlfriend? Are you... Uh, you see, the pressure. Are you gay? I said no. Then how? How come? Uh, do, do you uh, see? This is this is how the culture is. Well, I said. I was thinking about it, you know, some time back. Just thinking about walking with Abigail and Emmanuel in downtown in Montreal. What would they be exposed to? <laughs> Thank God. God knew better seductive influences all around asking you to say, lie with me. Lie with me. Flattery. You know what? With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield and with her flattering lips, she seduced him. Read that entire portion. It scares you. And the very man who wrote it huh, got enticed. Careful, my dear brothers, careful young people, young people, very many young people here. You know what? Say, Lord, fire my heart for you. Fire my heart for you. Let me not be flattered with some stupid words of some people whom, whom, who's not, a, they don't know what they're saying. Proverbs 29 verse 5. A man that flattereth his neighbor, ah, what does he do? He spreads a nice wala. It's called in Telugu. Em wala di? Prema wala. Net. And you're trapped. Oh, seven years. Oh, just like few days. For whom? An idolater. Who has no interest in your God at all. She has flattered you with her looks and with her kiss and with her embrace. And she has given you her shoulder to cry. You know the songs, no? My shoulder is there for you to cry. Flattery! There's no, no shoulder strong enough to bear the burden of your sin, my dear brothers. There's only one shoulder. That's a shoulder of Jesus Christ. And he doesn't flatter you. He doesn't seduce you. He will say clearly. Hey, if any man wants to come after me, ah, no flattery. No, what will, no incentive. I uh, will follow wherever you go. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests. That means, foxes means what? Go and tell that Herod fox. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but in your heart there's no space for me. You want to come and follow me. flattery you know that's what uh, many if you look at interviews of all these heroes heroes are women following in the lady following is there for you no that's one man one guy who wanted lady following in his life flattered whenever ladies used to praise him used to get flattered who's that guy Ah, thank you sister, very much. 1st oh. Samuel chapter 18. Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the dot, from the slaughter of the Philistine that women had come out of the cities of Israel. Who came out? Ah, women, Singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. ah. He's somewhere the male ego got hurt. Oh, all oh, the girls are after him now. Have you seen? Happens. I'm talking to young people. Oh, all the girls are after him. Run away from that fellow. All the boys are after her. on away! Keep your distance from that girl. See peer pressure. I know. I know what how it feels like because I was there. It's the pressure is unbelievable. This this desire for acceptance that is the reason why you need to know your God when you're young and be secure in His love and His acceptance. And after that, when you don't see God in any other person, you'll not fall for him. Or her he say, then Saul was very angry why he loved, he loved the praise and the approval of men. remember when when so, when so, so, so Samuel comes and confronts him and he says, "I have sinned because the people made me do it. You no know, one man of God is saying, whenever you are people you see people's confession, see where the periods are. I have sinned because... I have sinned because of this. I did this because of that. I have sinned. Ah, period. That's it. That is David. I have sinned, period. No more arguments. One of the things that Jesus never allowed, and that is the reason why he loved Nicodemus, because he would never flatter anybody. Can anything come out of Nazareth killing the man of God? The, The creator of the universe? I mean, are you good? I don't know. Think about that. And he was absolutely nonchalant. He was not making it up. He was nothing, nothing, you know, and there was no guile in his heart. There was no ulterior motives. And Jesus said, boy, what kind of a guy? This guy is not given to flattery. I want this kind of a guy. And he said, "Bless ye, This, behold, a true Israelite in whom there is what? No guile. No guile. To ha- be guileless, to be transparent, to be not, to not be given to flattery so that, you know, we have this in our we, we, uh, brothers, you know, we, we, we practice it, so conscious of it. Peter, say it out, bro. I don't think that I'm pastor and I have pastoral privileges, no. Say it out, what is it? Just, when I mean, we had that, you know, we had that because we, we, through, through lockdown, we really, really enjoyed that fellowship, that kind of a transparency. We knew each other. No trans, this, this, no flattery over there. And we, and if we have to say something good, we will say something good and we will say, come on, have the, have the real character to take prashamsa also sometimes. Oh, no, 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 I am not that good. Hello. I am not trying to flatter you. I am encouraging you. Because Jesus also said, no, I know that this is good, this is good, this is good about you, this is good about you. He also said, this is good, this is good. But he never flattered. He was encouraging, he was strengthening all, all the things which you already had inside of you. You see? Matthew chapter 19, look at what it says. And behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do? Shall I do? And he said, why do you call me? Good. Don't flatter me, okay? Flatter of Flatter you, I know you're a prophet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, good teacher, we know that you speak the word of God and you are you are you don't respect anybody anybody's persons. Uh, should we pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus said, hurry. Hurry. Why are you trying to flatter me? Give me me, Give me a gimme. Don't try to flatter me. No, flattery. That's how people get promotions. Long live the manager. They don't say king. <laughs> Long live king. That fellow also knows he's not going to live. King Amar Rahe. Now, who can live forever? He also knows that he can't live forever. But somehow he feels good. But this Haman. He knows how to flatter kings. That is, that is the reason why, you know, calls it, psychophant symphony. When you hear the music, everybody should fall. No flattery, Baba. Because you know what? God sees your heart. And look at this. Look at what it says in John's Gospel, chapter 2. Verse 23. And when he was in Jerusalem at Passover during the feast, many believed in his name. When they saw the signs that he did, but Jesus did not what? You know how you know that you don't have guile? When Jesus can commit himself to you. You know, that's what we need in relationship, now. Are you committed to me? That is not relation status. It is not single. It is committed. I know. Committed. <laughs> I'm looking at some young people because I know their history, geog- uh, geography also. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm committed, committed status. You know, that's what, and Jesus says, you know what, I'm not committed to you. Jesus, I'm committed to you. And I know you. Huh? I can't commit myself to you. You know, I used to talk to, uh, Eric and I used to, Pastor Eric and I we used to talk to each other and we used to, over the phone, every time we, we have, when we start conversation is almost at least one hour. I don't how far we have. So we rarely talk because we know when we start talking, we cannot stop. And one of the things that we constantly encourage each other, they said, you know what, Eric, it's incumbent upon us in the ministry that we should earn the trust of our eldership. They should be able to commit us. It is not, it's not something about them, it is something about us. Can you be committed to something? Can Jesus commit himself to you? See, flattery. That is the spirit of the age. That is a doctrine which flatters you. And he says, Sabash, David, you deserve a break. You worked so hard after all. Take some rest. Let others go. Next generation, fight karnado. You rest. Flattery. Pamper yourself. No, that's what they say, no? Everything. You deserve this vacation. You deserve this bonus. One man of God was asked this question, he asked, how much do you earn? He said, more than I deserve. What an answer. No room for flattery. I am flattered that God is entrusting so much into my hands. Somebody was asked, somebody was asked this question, where do you work? He said, I work in Microsoft. And they said, you work in Microsoft? I mean, there's a difference, no? When you say, you work in Microsoft, oh, you work in Microsoft. Oh, you, you. Ah, there's a difference. You work in Microsoft, that means can Microsoft commit itself to people like you? See. see? That is the reason why many people live as babies in the kingdom of God because babies cannot be committed anything. What can you commit to a baby's hand? Nothing. See, And those are the people whom who has to be protected in the children in the, in the kingdom of God because they are the most vulnerable. You see. Can you have control over yourself? Babies don't have control over yourself or themselves. They don't have control over anything. Hmm. They eat, they poop, they eat, they poop, they eat, they poop. No control at all. Huh? You know? There's only two things I do. No control! That is the baby. Romans chapter 16, verse will say, verse 17, I urge you brother, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. Why? For Uh, For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but uh, their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. But he says, the next verse will say, be innocent of evil, but be excellent at what is good. Huh. Okay. So what do we need? How do you know that you are a man who cannot be flattered? Proverbs 28 verse 23. He that rebuketh a man (laughs) afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth with the tongue. So what does it mean? You love those people who correct you. Oh, thank you so much for bringing corrective measures into my life. Okay. We have a a student in our school. Uh, Mother is tough with her. Extremely tough. I, you think I'm tougher than uh, Abigail, she is tough. more tough with her. And you know what a mother said? You'll hate me now, but when you grow up, you'll love me. You'll love me. You'll hate me now, but it, in eternity, you will thank me. You will come and kiss my hands and my feet. You know why? Because you rebuked me. You chastised me. Whom the Lord loves? He rebukes. He doesn't flatter. Because, you know what? We are prone to wander. That's the reason why I like that song. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Understand that, dear Brothers. Rebuke. That's the reason why we need people like Paul who will just confront Peter. Galatians chapter 2 will say, When Peter came to Antioch, I stood him to his face. For servant, for because, for because, before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles, but when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision, and the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite. They said, no, no flattery. He went and he confronted, you know what he says? But when I saw him, that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, they were not what? What is it? Straightforward. People, we don't like straightforward people, no? How many of you like straightforward people? No, 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 no. That's what uh, we are all Ahab, hey, hey, that guy's too straightforward. No, no, no. I like people who flatter me. I love them, even if it is killing me. I will die with flattering. But no, don't be straightforward to me, please. So, if you being a Jew, live like a Gentile. How are you forcing a Gentile to live like a Jew? No mincing your words, now. Huh? Unbelievable! This guy, master of—I mean, he's the first apostle whom to whom Jesus said, "I am going to give you the what? The keys. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on everything, everything." Peter was given the keys, and Peter had to take a rebuke. And I was—I was, I was, was talk, talk, talking about it. just imagine if Peter would not have taken a rebuke, then we would not have first Peter, second Peter, for sure. Peter would have been put away. See. okay, love correction love correction don't love flattery. let's go back to Nehemiah chapter 2 now so what does he say he has no heritage you know what next he says you don't have any right <laughs> what is that next one is what you don't have any right in my life the word for right is righteousness the word for right is righteousness you know what that right means the word right means Do not give the enemy any legal holding in your life. What is that? No legal right. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on, on your wrath or your anger. Nor give what? Place to the devil. You see that? Don't give place to the devil. That's what he says. Sin is crouching at the door, but you should rule over it. Don't give place to the devil, because when the devil goes to uh, in the, to the presence of God, can he lie in the presence of God? No. He always speaks the truth in the presence of God. In other words, in the presence of God, he has he is what? Righteous or unrighteous? Righteous. Straightforward. Hmm. Exactly. In the presence of God is righteous. He gave me right. That's why I took. He gave me right. That's why I took. Do you see this in the Bible? Oh, let me show you. Genesis chapter twenty. And Abraham journeyed from there to south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of said of Sarah his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took her. Yeah, he took her, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, "Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife." So how does i'm uh, 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 Sorry, Abimelech. He is now. He is pleading his own case. Now he's become the lawyer and the and the accused. Okay, he is he is the counsel for the defense. Look at how the counsel for the defense is here is. Look at what it says. But Abimelech said, "Lord, will you slay the what nation?" A righteous nation. How can how are you righteous, Baba? Positionally, no. He gave me right. He spoke a lie. I took. Hmm. Take stock of your life in the next five days. Any rights for the enemy in your life? The words that you have spoken over your children, the words that you have spoken against your wife, the words you have spoken against your husband, the words that you have spoken against elders. When I, I, I remember, Pastor was telling us very sim- something very interesting. He said, "You know what? Through the lockdown, I learned so many things." He says, "When you think certain things, as long as you think it's not a problem, but when you speak it out, you give a right." That is the reason I'd be slow to speak. How do we, in India, you have to blurt it on and I didn't mean it. No, you, that is not the point over here. I take back, no, it's not going to be possible now. I think David Wilkerson who said no. One lady in his congregation slandered him left, right and center. Called him all kinds of things. And she came to him and said, please forgive me. And he said, I've forgiven you, but let me tell you something. He took a piece of cotton and he just powdered it like this and he blew it. All the cotton just spread across the room like that. And he said, no, bring back all the things and put it back together. He said, it's impossible. Exactly. You ruined my reputation. You think he's going to come back? Have you given legal rights? Do we have certain things in your house which belongs to the enemy? do you have any old fires burning old fires flames yeah let us play flames yeah i know flames everybody I, i'm i'm just very i'm not that old okay when you're when i'm when i'm talking your language how does he know it i know i been there, done that, okay (laughs) flames, flames write the name write the name, cancel out oh, friend, friend, friend friend. oh, friend, ah, (sighs) she yeah that is the reason why it's called flames, Baba flames, old fires old memories we'll come to memories later I remember David Wilkerson saying, no, somebody gave him two dragons in his house. He inherited from his forefathers. Two beautiful dragons. And he hung it in his house. Everybody, look at those dragons, beautiful dragons. And one day the Spirit of the Lord told him, what does dragon signify? Satan. What is Satan doing in your house? What is Satan doing in your house? Legal right? You open a door. Have you given legal right to the enemy in your life? Does does he have old memories or old flames running still? Hmm? Ask these questions. 2020 is getting over. See, if you want to fortify the walls that you have built, as I told you, these are spiritual walls. And she even she herself said, He is my brother in the integrity of my heart. Look at this guy. (laughs) What is Satan saying? I am those fellows don't have integrity, God. I have integrity. Integrity of my heart. See. My dear brothers, be careful. Be careful. Okay. Be careful. Careful. We are coming to those times. When everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Do you have rights in your computer that you are given to the enemy? Can you open anything without trash coming? The other day my wife was telling, she wanted to download something from YouTube. She just clicked that, she didn't know. She went to that y 2 mecom and she put it on that y 2 mecom and she clicked on the thing and all kinds of trash was coming. And she called me and said, how do I shut this? Take a stock. Have you spoken words over your children? Good for nothing. See. Take a stock. Nehemiah chapter 2. Let's go back. The next one. You have no inheritance. Right or? Finally what? Memorial. (sighs) Okay. Memorial. I told this. I mentioned as one of the studies. Yeah, memorial means what? People still living in the past. Oh, those good old days. You see, I wish. No, think about this. When you think about your past, are you ashamed or are you proud? It depends. Mm-hmm. You know what? Romans chapter six will say. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. That's exactly what <laughs> what the king, children of Israel were. Oh, they were slaves of sin, they forgot. Oh, we remember. Memories. What is that? Taste of onion. Ginger, garlic, paste. Wow. Our Indians, especially in Taranga, nothing can be cooked without ginger garlic paste. Allam bellulli. Wow. We have to mix it. Huh? You know, everybody is agreeing. With, without Allah and without Veluli, there is no food. Now we remember. I remember. I remember. Everything remember. You know what he says? What fruit did you have then? In which things of which you are now? Ah, are you ashamed? It depends. Whether the enemy can come and say, boy, oh, when I think about my past, nothing good Lord. Even the good things I'm ashamed of now. Think about that. See. You see. So what does Nehemiah do? And they read the law. Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 3. So it was when they heard the law... They, what did they do? They separated themselves from the next multitude, you see. They separated, they put them away actually. It says they put those fellows away. They put away those things. Oh, my dear brothers, put away those things, my dear brothers, this year. Put away all the things of your past. The memories, the rites, and the heritage. Just put it away. Start afresh this year. all those mixtures he brought now let's read go on let's see the next lesson that Nehemiah has to teach us from Nehemiah chapter 13 now before this Eliashib the priest having authority over the storeroom of the house of God was allied with what whoa Tobiah and he had prepared for him a large room Mm-hmm. Where previously they had stored the grain offerings, the frankincense, the articles, the tithes of the grain, the new wine and oil, which were commanded to be given to the Levites and singers and gatekeepers, and the offerings of the priests. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the f- priests, and built the sheep gate, sorry, uh, high priest, sorry, uh, and the, and the, on the offerings of the priests. Who's this? Eliashib, okay. Who's this Eliashib? Nehemiah chapter 3 will say, this was the Eliash, Eliashib, the high priest who, for the first who is mentioned in the building of the walls. He was the first guy who built the walls along with his family, along with his brothers and priests. He built the sheep gate, consecrated it. Okay. Now, in Nehemiah chapter 13, suddenly he builds a huge storeroom for Tobiah. Where, at the place where they are supposed to put the grain offerings and the priest offerings and the tithes and everything, he makes a huge room for whom? Tobiah. Because he's allied with Tobiah. And he empties the place and he gives the room to the buyer And who's this guy? Is the same guy who built the wall. And who's this guy? In Nehemiah chapter thirteen, actually, it says in Nehemiah chapter thirteen. It's not three Nehemiah chapter thirteen. And one of the sons of Joiada, the son of Eliashib, one of the sons of Joiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was a son-in-law of Sambulots, the Horonite. Therefore, I drove him from me. When did this happen? How did he get into secret council with? Tobiah and Sanballat? When did this happen? Nehemiah chapter thirteen, verse six. But during all this, when this was happening, ah, read this. I was not in Jerusalem. Ah, I was not in. Pastor is not there. No supervision is there. Why? Because I promised the king I'll come back. No. So he goes back to, uh, to his king and he gives his... Uh, he, he wishes him and he comes back. He takes leave and he comes back. And he sees something incredible happening over here. I, I was just looking at this up, okay. Um, there was an article in uh, in a journal called Scientific American. It is scientific and it is American, okay. Okay, article is a journal called the Scientific American, article on the mind. Okay, the title of the article is, look at this, how the illusion of being observed can make you a better person. Okay, now let me tell you what they did in this article, he mentioned. In this, in this article, he mentions a cafeteria in a university, IT. In IT, you know what they were supposed to do? Everybody has to clean his own plate in the mess okay everybody has to clean his own plate so what you do you eat your food take it to the sink wash it nicely and stack the plate up that is what the directors have taught us okay you have to nobody is going to come and clean your plate so there was a university at like, IIIT in uh, in uh, UK so what they did was they 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 looked at the cafeteria and they wanted to observe the behavior of the students who would come to the cafeteria And uh, people would eat. And some people would just leave the plates and go. Some people would clean the plates and put it away. So you know what they did? They stuck posters all around the room. Posters with eyes. Okay? Posters with eyes all around. Eyes all around. Nice full eyes they put everywhere. So when the eyes were stuck and they... Looked it through the camera. It was 2009 article, if I'm right. Okay. It is isn't scientific and it is American, Baba. So it is, it could be true. So, so they put this article, the full, the, the whole room was full of ice now. When the whole room is full of ice, they observed that suddenly people started taking their plates, going and washing it. They said, oh, this is an interesting observation. So they changed, next day they changed, they took away all ice and they put flowers. All posters, flowers. This time, people who cleaned, cleaned. People left, left. And again, they put eyes and they observed. And they observed that whenever eyes were around, people cleaned. You know what? Psychology can only understand human behavior, Gadoo. Only document human behavior. They don't understand. They observed empirical data. They'll give you. They said, boy, when people are watching, they behave themselves. That is the reason why GSS now has what? CCTV. (laughs) Thank God I'm not there in GSS. Otherwise I will also get. (laughs) Okay. See, think about that. Think about that. So what happened when Mr... Aliyah ship saw that the Nehema is not around. See, C.S. Lewis writes a very interesting article. He says, how do you know that there are rats in your basement? If you make the sound, go into the basement. Okay? He opened the door to the basement and say, honey, I'm going downstairs to see if the rats are there. And you go down to the basement and you open the basement door. Do you see rats around? No. Why? Ah, they know that you're coming. Now if you want to check if the rats are there, what should you do? Honey, I want to see if the rats are there. Okay. Hmm. Then, all the cockroaches and the rats are there. Now think about this. Are there rats in your life and cockroaches which you hide and sweep under the carpet and they don't appear when the eldership is there when the eyes are on you you know fifteen three problems that's my one of my favorite problems you know the eyes of the Lord are in every place what do they do they're watching the evil and the good, both. Every place, eyes are there. So, you know what the psychologist says, if you have the illusion that somebody is watching you, you'll become a better person. I said, boy, what does the Bible say? Proverbs chapter 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no captain, the word in, in Telugu is nyayadhipati, and the ones who does nyayam, who fights for their cause, he doesn't have anybody to fight, to fight their cause. Does ants have anybody to fight their cause? No. Doesn't have any Overseer, nobody to rule over them. Why am I saying this? A man who has no rule over his own spirit is like a what? He's like a city which is broken down and is without walls. How do you know that you have rule over your spirit if you can work without supervision? You're absolutely, you have integrity. You're not one when somebody is watching you and the other when somebody is not watching you. You're the same. How did this happen to Eliaship? The guy was fired up about building the temp, building the wall. How come? How come? You see, I'll tell you something. If you're not working on your (laughs) spiritual life, there's no stagnation. You have to constantly know it's, there's a, there's a law in, uh, in physics called entropy. You know what entropy means? Everything is going towards disorder. Chaos by default. For example, you don't clean up your room in a few days, for few days. What will happen? Chaos. Full. In other words, you have to make a conscious effort to ensure that you have order in your life. Until it becomes a part of your character. Ask these questions. How do I work? In the absence of ice and in the presence of flowers. Because there are two categories of people. Whether there are flowers are there or eyes are there, they do the same thing. Because it's a part of the character. I, I, I used to go to triple and I, I know this. I know this very well. Because what happens is, because they, these guys, they wake up very late. Class is at 8.30. Where is the class? No, they don't have to travel 25 kilometers. It is on campus. Do they have to have cycles? No, they just have to walk. What are they doing in the night? Free internet now. DC++ is there on campus. Somebody know what DC++ is. What do you say, Sammy? Huh? And torrents. Everything is there. What is that? Watching trash. They come to their mess. They mess the mess. They throw the thing in the, in the sink and they run to the class. And what happens to all those fellows? They have to come and clean it. Why? No supervision. It's not a part of the character. He said, "That is laziness. This is spiritual laziness. A little sli- sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. You know, I was thinking about this. Most of my of my sin is because of disorder in my life. I'll tell you what. I was th- I went to uh, to file my taxes the other day. Okay." So I had already calculated some amount of tax that you had to pay because it was based upon my income and I went there, the CA gave me a heart attack. Sir, above 5 lakhs, anything above 5 lakhs, 15,000 rupees. So tongue, I got a shock and suddenly started, I started thinking how should I calculate to make my income less? Now think about it, you now if I ordered myself and saved up 1200 rupees every month, can I pay my tax? But thankfully, God had mercy. It was 4,98,000. Taxable income. So he said, sir, no problem. Go. And I was thinking, I said, boy, this time, no Lord. I want order in my life. Most of the sins that we do is because of disorder. Do you know that? Okay. We don't come to church on time. Let's say, for example. If you're already calculating what response we have to give to the pastor. Because he will say, why, oh no, pastor, you know what, uh, I, just vomited. Why Immanuel vomited? Because you got up late, you woke her up late, and you shoved the tiffin into her, I mean the breakfast into her mouth, and she vomited. Ah, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pastor is laughing at me because he knows my history, okay? <laughs> you see, you, what did you do? You, you know, I'm already calculating. No, no, Pastor, you know what? Emmanuela. ah, you know, that is there. And I, she, she's already there. Emmanuela, I'm Pastor, she has an eating disorder. Oh, hello. You woke up late. You... Did not order your time. You woke them up late and now you shoved the breakfast into their mouth and what happens? Naturally she will puke. Poor thing. But you're not lying. She puked. You see. Most of the sin is because of disorder. Why do we give occasions to the enemy? Because of disorder in our lives. We take it easy spiritually. Because if you are not conscious about this, my dear brothers, I can preach and not be conscious about it. And be deceived completely. <laughs> if you are not conscious about it, you know what will happen? It'll keep on happening. And entropy, it's, it's disorder happens into our life. Naturally, it happens. Because our nature is like that. We are people who are tending towards what? Disorder. It's called entropy. Chaos. Okay. Cosmos means what? Order out of? chaos. That is the reason we get the word cosmetic. Order out of chaos. No? Not for ladies only. Everybody. No, you go to health and glow, there is a men's section also there. Hello? Huh? I know. <laughs> men's section, men's gel, men's cream, men's, everything men, full men's section is there now. Order out of chaos for men also. And you look at them, total Chaos. A little sleep, a little slumber. So shall your poverty come to you like a prowler and your need like an armor. And I told you, this is a spiritual truth. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 24. Okay. I went to the field of a a lazy man. A man who was slack, basically slack, disorderly person. And by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding. And there it was all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. Walls came down. Everything is total disorder. You see, in order for shrubs to grow, what do you have to do? Nothing. Free. All grown. And then I looked at it. I hope you all learn this lesson like Solomon. When I saw it, I considered it well and looked on it and I received what? Instruction. A little sleep. A little slumber, a little folding of hands, so shall your poverty. This year, my dear brothers, don't be spiritually lazy people. That is the reason why what pastor said, I loved it. Every day morning, devotion, no commotion. If you don't have devotion, your life will be full of commotion. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that is the one which we seek. Not even second. Last. You know, you don't know my schedule. No, I have so many things to do in the morning. What, a hello? Huh. Get up. It's a conscious effort. It's a conscious decision. Don't become spiritually lazy. And you'll have a need. Your walls will be, will, will, break down very sooner than later. Whatever you have built, consolidate. Amen? Okay, let's go to the next one. Why did this happen? Why does this happen in Nehemiah chapter 13? In those days I saw Eliashib was was married to whom? Was married to whom? Huh? Eliashib's grandson got married to Sanbalat's daughter. How did it happen within one generation? What is the Nehemiah chapter 4, 14 said, Let us fight for our brothers, let us fight for our sons, let us fight. He stopped fighting. He fought fought for himself and he said, Sons and daughters, I don't care. In those days I saw Jews who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon and Moab and half the children spoke the language of Ashdod and could not speak the language of Judah. Like you know, most of us can't speak Telugu. And what happened? They could not speak the language of Judah. But spoke according to the language of one of the other people. So what did I do? I, what? Contended. You know, you should see the word "content." How many times it occurs in Numbers chapter thirteen? Sorry, Nehemiah chapter thirteen. Content, content, content. What does Jude say? Contend for the faith, for which, which was once and for all delivered for the saints. I contended with them. What is happening? These guys are not able to speak the language of Judah. There's no language of praise which is coming. And even if the language of praise which is coming, it is not language of praise. It's only feelings. Instead of, we were listening to some song. I was telling Sammy, "What is this sappy, sappy music?" Even our Telugu songs also. There is Aradhana, There is Yeshu. Something in the middle. That is the song. Have you... You know, I, I was after... I'll tell you why this is so dear to me. Okay, I was driving past the This all happened in my life. So I can explain for my own life. Okay, I was driving past the I was picking him up from the airport. And uh, we took the outer ring road okay because i'm telling you the because it's so strong in memory okay i was driving him from the airport we took the ring road because we didn't want to go through the traffic so outing was so smooth we were having a fantastic drive and then we came to straight we go to Gachiboli, right and then you take the exit towards the Co- Co- Coca Pet SEZ. okay so we, i just we took the turning at the Coca-Pet SEC so i remember the coordinates so well because i know what he told he said vijay I like all these poor people in our church, all these poor pastors who come, but I can't speak to them in Telugu. And he said, six months, if I put my heart to it, I can master Telugu. I said, I looked at him and I said, six months? And somebody says something like that to me, no.' know? The blood just went into my veins like that and came to my brain. I could feel it. So, it was like that, no? And I, 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 and I was look, look, looking at him and I said, my goodness. In other words, I can't depend upon you, you (laughs) follow. You that day, you know what I did? You wouldn't believe it. I wanted to prove him wrong. I took the Telugu world. And I said, Pastor, I'll become a pundit. No, I actually started with that intention. I started reading it. Then I was introduced to some old hymns in our A K K. Some incredible spiritual truths which have been guarded in song. And I was stunned at the incredible amount of spiritual literature in my own language and the spiritual heritage in my own language. Stunned completely. So I called my father. The other day. Dad, you know the song? Because he thinks he's also a Telugu pundit. So I said, okay, let's see. Okay. So I read some songs and I said, do you know this song? He said, what does this word mean? She said, I don't know. I don't know. I said, you know what? I said, Dad, I feel so bad that me being a Telugu, I did not actually concentrate on my own language when I was growing up. And you know what he did? What he said, my dad was like, he was also very candid. He says, you know, Vijay, I was the one who didn't encourage you to, 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 you to read Telugu because we are all English, English. Now, when I read some of the hymns in, by Purushottama Choudhury, stunning. And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't even have to prepare a sermon in Telugu anymore. I can just take six points from his song and they will think, oh, great revelation, nothing. It's already there. Those of us don't know. I can take advantage of their ignorance now. It's unbelievable. You see, people do not have an understanding of their own literature but they have read every other literature. They have read uh, Potter, Harry. Um, because you have to say the last name first and the first name, according to Angrazi custom, no? It is Itakota Vijay. Itakota. My, my, my name also in my publications is not uh, Vijay. This is Itakota. Itakota published this. My goodness, I said if Itakota publishes this, all Itakotas will take credit. I should think, no. But anyway, it's okay. No problem. <laughs> it's okay. No problem. Uh, everybody is like, oh, my name is there. Itakota. Okay. Uh, so, but see, but they, if they read every other literature, but they have not read their own literature. Did you know that? Forget about Telugu. English also. Have we, Do we know hymns? What is our favorite hymn? Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. Peace on earth. No more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He has come to make his blessing flow, far as the curse is found. Where do we see those lyrics nowadays? And I the was, pastor was preaching on, on Christmas Day, and I was, I was looking at Peter and said, Peter, this is what it means, right? As far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. Thorns and thistles. Pain which takes back to Jesus. And what does a hymn say? No, no more let sin, nor, thorns, nor sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He has come to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found. Where have we seen this literature, my dear brothers? Where have we seen this literature? It is lost! And what do we have in song? Hold me close. You know what? People during those times, they said, Lord, if I come close to you, I will die. That's what they said. You know what? John Wesley wrote a song. He said, let me see your face and die. Because they understood the holiness of God. He breaks the power of cancelled sin. Where do we see that song? Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the powers of His grace. He breaks the powers of cancelled sin and sets the prisoners free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood has availed for me. Where, where do we have the songs? We have lyrics which are absolutely what is that shallow. And that guy sings with lights and music and no. All, and you wince when you, when, you when they don't know what kind of a song, da, song God they're representing, they sing the language of the world and not the language of God. It is not the language of praise, it's the language of the world. And uh, some of the some of the some of the songs that I, I rediscovered in Telugu, my goodness, you should see the beauty of those words. You know, the way the ease with which we can sing. Shuddha Kamboji ragam. They put music to our Indian culture and they sang it in mathematical form. Because today to sing some songs in Telugu, you have to speed up and slow down. Speed up, slow down. Speed up, slow down. Because you have to fit in the words into the lyric. Because what comes first? Lyric or music? Ah, Music! Ah, Give me a song, give me a song. D, D, D scale, D scale. Hello? Hello? And who sings songs? Shankar Mahadevan. What is he singing? Yeshu is great. Hello! What is your name? Shankar Mahadevan. Uncircumcised lips singing the songs of the circumcised. And we say, Trahima! What Trahima? You know who wrote Trahima? Papoham, Papakarmoham, Papatma, Papasambhava. Trahimam krupaya deva sharanagatavatsala Anyada sharanam nastitvam eva sharanam mamaha And that is how Purushwatama Chaudhary starts. Trahimam kristunada dayachuda rave. And you sing Trahimam. Hello. Hello. Uncircumcised lips. Old fashioned Vijay. What old fashioned? Go back to the ancient my dear brothers. You know the why the walls are so weak? Because we have no songs of Judah. Judah. No sounds of praise. And we haven't taught our children because we ourselves have not been apprehended by our own depth of spiritual inheritance. I was, I was listening to Zach Warren the other day. You know, he was saying, you know what? All of us stand on the shoulders of mighty men. Why are we able to see so much of revelation? Because mighty men have through the scriptures, and we stand on their shoulders and we are able to see the scriptures. We are not able to understand because of our own intellect. We stand on the people who have put their sweat and blood and gave us a spiritual literature. And if you don't pass it on to the next generation, that is my burden, you know. Literally, that is the reason why I make my children sing only hymns. I don't give them and they like it. Oh, they like all the other songs. Daddy Daddy, I like that Hindi song. What is that song? Full of Music. I said no, no Jasanth, no Abigail, no Emmanuel, No, okay. You can learn that song sometimes. Once in a while it's okay. Who sings those songs? Have you seen those people who sing the songs? Half the time they're doing yoga also? Think about that, many brothers. You know what? Warren Wearsley made, made a statement. He said, we are one generation away from losing our spiritual inheritance. One generation. And I told my dad, I said, you know what, I want to do a research on Purushottama Chowdhury and these guys, look at the kind of literature that they have literally dug through scripture. They knew God. They knew our culture. They came from the, the background of Vedas in their mind and they found their answers in Christ. And they have given it, given it, given it to us. He wrote a song which is on Indriyas, on census. Nine stanzas on census. It's unbelievable. You know what? It's lost. One generation. It's lost. My dear brothers, let us ask for depth, not for sappy stuff which flatters us and titillates in our, in our emotions. Put the music a little higher bro. Give me the feedback over here. That is what we are relying on for anointing to come. What what happened to your guitar? What happened to this string? Hello? Did you prepare yourself? With the songs of praise? They sing other songs. They know the latest albums, but they do not know the praise, the songs of Judah. Do you know? Do you know the songs of Judah? If I were to sing some of the old hymns, do you know? Amazing love, how can this be? That thou my God should die for me. So, let's go back to those roots. What should we do? Literally take this verse to heart. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. Fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Have a vision for a burden for the next generation. And this is my encouragement to all wannabe Sunday school teachers. Lord, grant me a burden, Lord. For my own children, for my next generation. We don't have to rely on somebody else's curriculum. We can make our own. We have been taught the word. We have been given such incredible meat of the word of God. You wouldn't believe it, okay? We had a Sunday, Christmas day function. Okay, We had children, parents coming from all the other churches also. I gave them this, the higher, higher classes from uh, Emanuela, Phineas and all these age upwards. That is from Joanna's age, Joanna Pavitra's age and upwards. They sat in the class taking down notes when the parents were getting fidgety and these guys were looking at me and they were not even blinking an eye and they were responding. And one of my relatives had, come, had to come and say, Your children in your school, they listen to the word like that? To us? Fight. It doesn't come easy. Fight. Because you know what? They're going into a world, if they do not have enough spiritual ballast inside of them, they'll be sucked into the world. Warren we made a statement. He said, you know what? Satan has joined the church. He's not opposing the church anymore. He's joined the church. The walls are, the, the enemy is inside. The fifth column is here. Do you think it's easy? Fight? Have a burden? And if you do not catch them when they are young and sanct, catch their imaginations. I like the word. Pastor was talking about imaginations the other. If you have, if, if you are on online class, imaginations, my dear brothers, capture their imagination when they are young. That's what Eric and I had a discussion. We said, you know what? He said, Pastor, I, I, I wanted uh, what is that? Pilgrim's Progress for my cu- cu- for my Sunday school curriculum. I taught them Pilgrim's Progress because I wanted to capture their minds, their imagination, because I want to sanctify their imagination. Sanctify imagination is set apart. Imagination will imagine and think on the things of God. Not on the things of this world. Understand that. 2nd Timothy chapter 2. You therefore my son be strong in the grace. This is, God spoke to me for my, that is my, my, my mission statement. Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things which you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach. How many generations? How many generations are dear brothers? Four generations. You know what happened? By, by Eliashib's generation, third generation, they don't know God. Finished over. It's gone. They already compromised. After all this incredible revival and all this world compromise, the third generation is gone. Now oh, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Where do we see ourselves as a church in the next ten years? Do we have the enough ballast inside of us to 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 literally withstand the onslaught that is coming? Think about those. You know we are passionate about this because we know what is what is the value of a mind of a child. I know it. See. If my, if my parents, I mean, I'm not blaming any of my, they did the best that they could, all our parents. But had they given us, we could have saved ourselves so much of trouble in the world. And if you have godly parents, you know what? You are blessed, man. You are blessed. And if you are tough, you are even more blessed. Okay. Next. Finally, I'm going to look at one more and I'm going to stop. I also realized that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them for each of the Levites and the singers who did the work had gone back to his field. All this happened when he's off, when he's gone. The Levites have gone back to the field to work. Mean, What, what, what is a Levite, a priest who's, who's supposed to intercede for, on your behalf to God? What is a priest supposed to do? He's supposed to come and offer. That is exactly what he's called the high priest of our confession. Think about it, no? Jesus says, he's not confessing for us in heavens. I take a break and I'll go do something else. What will happen to us? Let me create another heaven. And another earth, parallel universe. Gone! What is a priest supposed to do? He's supposed to be your wall. He's he's supposed to be the watchman what? On the wall to protect you. And what has happened to this guy? He has gone to the fields to work. I am not against people not coming to full time ministry. That is not their call. But you know so many pastors they are, I will do this work and I will also do this uh, ministry. One of the things I have realized I can't do that. That's what I told pastor also. Pastor, I'll do this and I will also work. Vijay said, you want to handle my pulpit? (laughs) And you think that you'll be able to do this and this? Not gonna work. Not gonna work. And what has happened? The priests have gone to the field. So I, what did I do? What did I do? Continued. What to us we have Nehemiahs in our generation who will contend for the faith. What did you say? What has happened to the house of the Lord? Why have the priests gone back to work? Why? You know, I have observed among some young people, who have good jobs. I don't know our name names. When they come and volunteer for pastor's conference. They look with disdain. On shepherds. They have a condescending attitude. Towards those who come to the pastor's conference. I know that. I have observed it. Truly shepherds are an abomination to the Egyptians. You are an Egyptian basically. That's the reason why I said. You know what? Even if they irritate you, you don't have the right to say anything. You go and report to pastor. Let him handle it. They take it upon themselves. They want to correct. (laughs) Hello. Do you have this consecration? Do you have this consecration? Did God call you? Think about it, my brothers. So, then I, then I, then all the Judah brought the tithe and the grain. So what is he talking about? What is he talking about? I'll show you the principle, the principle, okay, the principle. First Corinthians chapter 9. Do I say these things as a mere man? Or does not the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is, is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written that you who, that, that he who plows should plow in hope, that he, sh, he who threshes in, uh, he who threshes in hope should be the partaker of his hope, and then goes on to say, if we have sown what things? Spiritual things for you, is it a great thing for us to reap? What? Normal things for us. And he says, if others are partakers of this right, are we not more? In other words, so you don't have a problem uh, uh, paying through your nose school fees. Which will educate your children and take them to hell. You pay your nose for hell. Do you know that? But when it comes to our things of God, I don't know what to do, brother. Need, need, so many needs are there. Expediency. If others are partakers of this right, are we not even more? And look at what he says. He says, even so the Lord has commanded those who preach the gospel should live among the gospel. The principle, nevertheless we have uh, not used this thing because verse 13, don't you know, those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple and those who serve the altar partake of the offerings of the altar. And what has happened? You're not taking care of your shepherds, and what are they doing? They're doing part-time ministry. What part-time ministry? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? No, no, no. Tent makers, Paul. Tent tent maker. Hare Baba. That was only one place when he was planting the church. third John, third John, third John, beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brother and for the strangers who have borne witness of your love before the church. Read that everybody carefully. If you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, in other words, when you're sending them, you're sending who? God. You will do well. Why? 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 Because they went forth for his name's sake huh, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we may become what? Fellow workers of the truth. You want what will guard the onslaught which is coming? Truth. And if you want to guard the onslaught which is coming, you have to become fellow workers for the truth. So what should you do? take care of your shepherds. I'm not talking about me and pastor. I'm, I mean, I'm just telling you the principle. Do you value? In the world, the value? Recently, one of my uh, uh, my relatives, he switched companies from one company to another. Oh, they said, why are you going? We will give you. What are they offering you? We will give you double. Do we not say that? We value. Why? We value talent. Do we value the world? Do we value revelation? Honestly speaking, in the last one month I was telling Sister Elsa, pastor's anointing went like a discontinuity in a graph. He was like this, tuck, it went like that. And the kind of truths we are listening to, boy, amazing! Are we fellow partakers of the truths? Do we understand that? Do we invest in the kingdom of God? You see, put your money where your mouth is interchangeably used, I don't know English, okay. Angutachab. Okay. Understand that. Think. You know what? We don't prioritize. Do you prioritize the finances? Do we put away for God? Ten <laughs> percent uh, I give. Ten percent? you really? <laughs> think, think, my dear brothers. You know what it says in Hebrews chapter 13? Obey those who rule over you. And be submissive. For they watch out for your souls. I'll tell you, my dear brothers, who watches out for your souls, shepherds watch for your souls. Why did the angels appear to the shepherds? Because shepherds were watching over their flocks. When? Ah, by the night. I can tell you honestly. If I have to prepare for this word for the last three nights, I have not slept, you can ask my wife. Not because I want to get the word. I can get it intellectually. She gets irritated. Because I want to get, I want to know what is the heart of God. And I would struggle with it. And especially because we are closing the year, even more tension. But I should not miss the heart of God. You see that? You think a lot of people think that ministry is easy. Ah, oh, no, brothers, you do not know the burden on a shepherd. True ones, look at what it says in Ezekiel chapter thirty-four: "I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There." They shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord. I will seek. That means what should a shepherd do? He should seek that which was lost. That means he has to bring a word because in his congregation there will be so many people who are lost. And that word should be a seeking word. Calling them back to the Father. And that's exactly the reason why this last Christmas message was fired up. I said, Pastor, that revelation from Zechariah chapter 13 verse 6 was fab. Even my dad was talking to me about it when we were driving him back home. He said, whatever. Why? Seeking people who are lost. Bringing them back into the fold of God. Seek that which was lost. Bring back which was driven away. So many people have been driven away from the church. Do you know that? They don't have a church. They don't have a church to go to. Honestly, if you want teaching, there is dime a dozen on the internet. Fantastic teaching, but there are no shepherds. I'll tell you why. Every church, every, every, I'm, I'm not boasting about my church, okay. A lot of people get offended. If you get offended, that's not my headache, okay. I should be proud of my church, otherwise why should I be working here? Okay, that is, it's okay, no problem. No. If I'm not proud of Triple why should, should I work in Triple IT? No, no, of course not. If I'm not proud of India, should I be working in India, for, so representing India? No. So if you have those same things, why should I not be uh, concerned about my... Because even Zakpunan says, "Sare jahan se accha CFC hamara." I said, "Baba, GTC also." <laughs> "Sare jahan se acha GTC hamara." He says that. Why should we not say? No. Okay, no problem. So I, 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 I'm going through many, many churches. They have fantastic teachers. Everybody treat. Talking about random topics. You know what? They haven't heard. uh, They don't have a promise for the year. Do you know that? A specific promise for the church. And have you seen? In this entire year, every teaching was concentrated on one promise. Rise up, the If there was no promise, all the teaching will be scattered. Even if it is fantastic teaching. Absolutely useless. Because it will not feed you. It will not be according to the purposes of God for the church. I will feed my flock. Bind the broken. What does a shepherd do? He has to bring a word which will bind up the broken. He should bring a word which will strengthen the are sick. And ah, more fat of mm. he has to take a danda and a spank them. In Telugu, he has to discipline the fat, not destroy. Destroys a little too much. No destroy, I'm still sheep, okay? I should be disciplined, not destroy. Five things he has to do. Now, uh, Pastor was talking about this in one of the Q and as This word was in my heart, and he showed me another thing. I was, I was like, "Thank you, Jesus. We're all. I'm, I'm learning so much over here." You know what? Many places, you know what, they ha- what has happened? It's not that they don't have great teaching; they have fantastic teaching, but it's all scattered. It's not strengthening, strengthening you. It's not focused. There's no vision. Where there's no vision, people perish. They are intelligent, blind people. There is no vision. Smart theologians were blind. My goodness, I have so many to say. One last verse and I will stop because we are running out of time. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words. Words that was written, which were upright. Words of truth. The words of the wise are like goats and the words of the scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. So what has happened to all the shepherds? They are working in the fields. They're pastors, part-time. So who comes? In the pulpit, they have a plethora of teachers. Everybody teaching a random topic. The Lord spoke to me. Really? <laughs> I have to laugh <laughs> when the Lord when He says the Lord spoke to me. Do you have a burden for your church? Unbelievable. And further, my son, He says, "Be admonished by these gods of making many books. There is no end." And much study is weariness to the flesh. You go and read all these fellows in the internet, they'll study, you'll say, Baba, how much I should learn. You know why? It's all scattered. Oh, I heard this person, I heard this person, I heard You know what now I've done? I have shortened down my list, right? Sammy and I and Peter, we have our short list now, very short list. All these big, big names are out of the window now. Strengthen those walls, my dear brothers. Okay? Let there be no heritage. Let there be no be right. Let there be no memory. And let us seamlessly progress into 2021. I mean, let's stand up. We'll stop here. Jesus, we worship you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Pastor, can you just stop the year? End the year, please, if you don't mind. Give him, pastor the mic, please, and we will stop
1: did you know that even before he said that I knew he would call me that's how you need to be tuned to the spirit was not he calling me to the spirit calling me through him to close the year, father we just come to you lord the end of the day lord You've been good to us. We cannot complain if we are hungry. We cannot complain if we are starved. We cannot complain if we are famished. If we cannot complain, if we are burned out. Because you fed us. If we didn't eat, we can't blame you. You fed us through the year. Not me, not Pastor Vijay. You fed us. When it was three, and there was a lockdown. Through it all, you fed us, Lord. You're still feeding us. And I thank you, Father. Above all, we just want to thank you. If your hand was shot in our life, is because we shortened your hand by our unbelief. We stand before thee and we acknowledge you were good to us. Absolutely good to us. You sought us out. You healed us. You took care of us. You disciplined us. And if you still haven't turned out the way we should have, It was our fault. We acknowledge it before you in thy house. We didn't rise as we should have. We didn't build as we should have. therefore, Father, we pray for mercy. And we pray for grace. To finish, to allow you to finish what you started in us for 2020. And I pray everybody will take heart. And they will finish. Allow God's spirit to finish that work. So that 2021 we can enter it confidence with boldness. That he was not just the author of our faith in 2020. But he was also the finisher of our faith in 2020. For what you begin you finish. If we will let you. You will always finish. We just want to thank you, Father. We just want to thank you. We want to thank you for everyone here watching online. Everyone, Lord. And I bless them in your name. Pray the hand of the Lord will be upon them. Healing them. Putting together things that are broken in their lives. Strengthening them. Empowering them. Beating them where they have lacked behind, repairing the breach where it is broken down. It is the hand of the Lord which does this all. And I pray that hand will be there upon every life, Lord. That hand. That the spirit that is upon us, Lord, I pray, will be upon everyone. No one will miss your spirit. And I pray those who are hungry for more will receive it. Who are waiting to be baptized and the Holy Spirit will receive it. Oh Father, that's your desire to give your spirit without measure. You don't you, you you are not a miser. And redemption proves who you are, how generous you are. You gave your son, you gave your spirit nothing greater or better in heaven than your son and your spirit. That's what you gave us. And you give it without measure. Both. and I pray people will have that courage, the boldness to come and say, Lord, I want more of you, not less. More of you. And I want to give more of you to you, Lord. All of me to you. Because I know you're willing to give all of you to me. Or you give the spirit without measure. That people have that boldness, that courage to ask and receive. For your word says, those who know the Lord we shall do great exploits. The world that we see today need great exploits from the men and women of God before they will believe. Great exploits. And you are not afraid of that. You are not salt. You are Christ. For you said greater things than this you shall do. You are not jealous. You are not insecure. You want your children to do greater things than what Christ did on earth. The only work we cannot do is the work of redemption. But everything else you want us to do better. That's who you are. And I pray and I believe for the church here and everywhere that's listening. 2021, they will do greater things greater things. Every year we go forward, it will be greater and better with you. Oh, we just thank you. We just praise you. We just worship you, Lord. Take us through these five days, Lord. Take us through. Help us to see our failings. Help us to put it right and help us to start fresh with you, Lord. Fresh with you. Clean slate. Not just empty but full with you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Lord. One more Sunday in 2020 by faith, we lift up holy hands and we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name, Lord. And we open our mouths and we declare, Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. God is good.
0: Yes.